from the feature staff at the Columbus Dispatch. This is Life in the 614. Hi, and welcome to Life in the 614, the official lifestyle podcast of the Features Department at the Columbus Dispatch. Coming to you every Thursday. If it sounds like fun, we'll be talking about it. I'm Ryan Smith, Features Editor at the Dispatch, and I'm feeling groovy today. Maybe that's because a hit parade of musical artists will be coming through the Columbus area over the next few days. It starts with country star Dirks Bentley, a no-name club performer turned stadium show hero. He'll perform Friday, March 29th at Nationwide Arena. His latest album, The Mountain, features Burning Man, already a topper of the country radio billboard chart. But it doesn't end there, especially if you want to get down tonight, or rather... Friday night. Disco royalty KC and the Sunshine Band will help you shake your booty when they appear at Hollywood Casino. And the man who brought sexy back, Justin Timberlake, is coming back to Columbus for the second time in less than a year. Good luck stopping that feeling inside your bones when he takes the stage at Nationwide Arena on Sunday, March 31st. I expect there'll be some great moves on the dance floor and in the stands for these concerts, but if you really want to see some fancy footwork, you should check out a different kind of performance, like a game of futsal. The soccer-like game that is played on a basketball court is starting to take hold in the United States. It was featured at the Arnold Sports Festival this year, and there's even a professional team in Columbus, which plays its last home game April 6th at Upper Arlington High School. The co-owners of the Columbus Futsal Club, Melissa Galifo Garcia and Dante Garcia, are here in studio with me today to talk about the rise of the sport and how exactly it works. All right. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. So the first question that I wanted to start right out of the gate and ask you is one that has been one of, of much controversy in my own household as I discuss this with my son, who is nine, and that is, how do you pronounce the name of the sport that we're talking about today? Well, first, I want to say thanks for having us on the show. It's pronounced futsal. Okay, because I was saying it was futsal, he was saying it was futsal, and then we asked Google Home, and it just said futsal, and so it was really hard to know. <laughs> We've heard many different <laughs> versions. So maybe a good place to begin, since a lot of people who are listening won't know about the sport and wouldn't have played it necessarily themselves. Can you tell us a little bit just about what it's like? I mean, it's, it looks like soccer on a basketball court. What are the rules and how is it different from soccer? Well, futsal is very fast paced. It's definitely a spectator sport. It's five aside. The ball has reduced bounce. I wouldn't say it's any heavier than a normal soccer ball. It's a little bit smaller, size four, as compared to the outdoor size five ball, but roughly like on the size of a basketball court, not a little bit bigger. And the goals are a little smaller. They're not like outdoor goals. We're not bringing outdoor goals into the gym. But <laughs> there's on-the-fly substitutions, one timeout per half, kind of gives you that hockey and basketball feel. And um, there's five foul rule. So on the fifth foul, you can accumulate as a team all the fouls. On the sixth foul, I'm sorry, on the sixth foul, you get a penalty against the other team from 10 meters away. So it's kind of an opportunity for you know the losing team to get a chance to score. If the other team is in trouble, but they might be winning. You get an opportunity to play in a different way. You have to be very cautious defensively and offensively. You're kind of hanging onto the ball a little longer. You're taking a risk and hoping to get fouled so that you can take a chance against the keeper one-on-one. And I think it's, it's very entertaining because there's a lot of slides. You can slide on the basketball court. There's a lot of shots on goal. Beautiful saves from the keeper. I mean, I mean, I've seen keepers do some amazing things. The trickery, the skill level is insane, what the players can do with the ball at their feet. It's very exciting because uh, it's, it's almost like basketball in that aspect where you're kind of taking somebody 1v1 and you get fouled and you score. It's still there. There's like an and one 
and there's also like you know the sixth man the fans are incredible just the atmosphere you feel like you're always in a cage you know like a ufc fighter you're getting in the ring you know when you play and for me it's one of the best sports in the world but people here should find it very familiar, right? I mean, it really yeah. does kind of seem like just an adapted form of soccer for people who are familiar with that. Yeah, it's just, it's soccer on a basketball court, but there's a huge difference because the skills of soccer don't necessarily translate to the futsal court, but the skills of futsal do translate onto the soccer field. You have more time, you can think clearer, your decision making is, you know, faster. And so I think it's, uh, it really shows, you know, the difference in a player who, say, spent three months over the winter focusing on futsal and then seeing them play on the big field in the spring is like huge difference. You can tell that they have more ball control. They're very successful when they're passing or shooting. It's a lot more accurate. And their intensity is always switched on because it's a very transitional game, futsal is. So like if the ball goes out of bounds, they're already ready and in position. And as compared to like soccer where you kind of have time to like just, you know, go about the game and at your own pace, really. So, futsal, you're always engaged. Now, Dante, how were you introduced to the sport? By my father. I'd say by my father. He really uh, was a huge inspiration to me to get out and play on my own. It's like, every day, take a ball with you wherever you go. I took him literally. I would literally take a ball with me to school, bust out a couple lights in the hallways <laughs> with friends. It turned into something that, hey, there's the kid with the soccer ball in the hallways, and then I'm like always looking for people to play with me. And after school, I would go play in the back of Garcia's and behind Jack and Benny's on the corner of Hudson and High. Those are my family's businesses. But I, like I said, I had a habit of, you know, breaking windows or making car alarms go off and just, you know, I'd, I'd shoot the ball at anything. But I would always play outside on the concrete and just, you know, invite my friends to play, whether it was, you know, 4v4 or 6v6, 5v5. And it kind of turned into, all right, Dante, stop breaking the windows <laughs> and stuff and let's go down to the park and play. And there's this little slab of concrete in Tuttle Park. It's the OSU campus off Neil there and it was just fun because my dad was like you don't need much to play this game you just need a ball and friends and he literally took two rocks the first day we play and set them up as goals and we play you know just for hours I mean there was lights down there we would play probably till <laughs> 10 o'clock a little <laughs> later than we should have but um then he started playing this game called hit the can and uh, we put two garbage cans the the metal bins as our goals and if you shot and you hit the can, it was one point. And if you put it in the can, it was two points. And we'd usually get large groups out there. And so it would be winner stays on. So it was always very competitive. And we always try to pick the best team so we could play all night. And we would probably stop for a water break, if anything. Then it started evolving. I remember in 2006, there was this DVD that came out. It was a Joga Bonito. It means play beautiful. And uh, Nike was promoting futsal in a way. They didn't actually call it futsal, but they were, you know, promoting the small-sided game and, and a, a pathway for players like in Brazil. What do they do, you know, to get better? And every kid in Brazil plays futsal. And that's like known all around the world. Like they are known for their skill, their trickery, their their style of play, the Joga Bonito. And that really, that DVD really inspired me. It came in this little gold box and all it said was Joga Bonito on it. And you could touch the box and feel the words. <laughs> and what came in the box I think is what changed my life, you know, my passion for the game. There was this little tape measure, little ruler, and then there was a piece of chalk 
like a little pack of chalk and a DVD that, you know, explained the rules and talked about the game and, you know, really inspired me. Falcao is one of my favorite players. He just retired from the national team. He's one of the best players in the world to ever play the game. And just watching those kids, like, do anything they could to play was like, hey, that's kind of relatable to me. That's what I love to do. I mm-hmm. just want to get people playing this game. And then it turned into like, all right, let's set some rules here. Let's play a little more structured, start doing more research and learning about the game and really fell in love with it. Like I really understood the higher purpose of futsal. It's not just to kick around a soccer ball in a gym. It's, you know, the tactics of futsal, the futsal specific techniques, the speed of play, the decision making, all things I spoke about earlier that actually turn you into a better soccer player but um i respect futsal in its own sport because of the the passion so many people have around the world for it i really don't understand why it hasn't actually caught on in the united states but i I feel like it's really catching on in the next three years it's going to be amazing three years for futsal you mentioned the popularity of the sport abroad i'm wondering where did your father pick this up i mean does he have a, a background where he spent time elsewhere you know where did that come from yeah the whole youth academy came from my uncle on my grandmother's side Kiko Mandriotti and he has a an academy. It's one of the largest youth soccer academies in Peru. And they host a tournament every year called Copa de la Ministad. And my uncle's team name is Academia Deportivo Cantolao. And so I went there in 1997 when I was a, a young boy and Lionel Messi was playing in this tournament for Newell's Boys. Wow. Okay. So let me just put it in perspective for everybody here. I knew like at some point in my life, maybe I was 16, it kind of hit me like, man, Messi is starting. He's playing for, you know, know Barcelona I knew very well who he was because of that tournament that's where he was discovered and he was you know smacking around our Cantalao teams my uncle's teams and you know my father took me there to play and get those opportunities and I'm forever grateful for that Mm -hmm. but I was like there's a video of you know Messi juggling the ball at about 11 years old and I'm like seven and I'm like running around like a chicken with my head cut off in the in the back of the video and he's like juggling and showing off his skills you know he's very focused I said maybe it's time for me to focus and you know maybe you know Messi and I can meet one day if we uh, create these opportunities for these kids and things like that you never know when you're creating the next Messi and that really inspired me and so all thanks to my dad's you know pushing me and making me better and my grandfather owning the restaurant and my uncle owning in the restaurant teaching me discipline like you got to be up early you got to be on time I'm still never on time but (laughs) you know it's all all those things come into play that really made me focus for the game and Melissa had you ever been familiar with the game before meeting Dante no not at all I had never even touched a soccer ball in my life and so I met his sister before I met Dante I was actually her teacher in school and she invited me down to the street soccer court at Tuttle Park and they were like yeah just come play football you know it's fun it's okay if you never played before it's for beginners it's all skill levels and I was like okay so and checked it out and attempted to play but was very unsuccessful <laughs> and and I was just like, wow, I had never, you know, seen anything like that before. It was just exhilarating. It was a new experience. And I was like, I cannot believe that not everybody does this. Like, why isn't everybody doing this? It's so great. It's wonderful. Even if you just want to watch as a spectator, you know, you're going to, it's easy to be included. And, you know, it's just fun to play. And I couldn't believe just the great people that were down there, you know, having a kick around. And it was, it was a great culture. So I really wanted to learn more about it. Now, I was totally blown away. I, my son plays at his school or plays a little bit over the winter.
winter. So I was introduced to it then, but I was totally flabbergasted to learn that there was actually a professional team here in Columbus. I think I learned that when I went to the Arnold Sports Festival and there was a display there and there were some people there. You guys co-own the team. Tell me about how that came to be and what it's like to have professional futsal players here in a place like Columbus. Mm-hmm. So the Arnold was a cool experience for us. We were first at the Ohio Kids and Teen Expo, just doing like free play, a little pickup area, getting the kids, you know, familiar with the sport. And it was it was cool for me because I used to be a bodybuilder. So it was like, heck yeah, we get to be at the Arnold. You know, it was really exciting. And then um, and then the second year, which was this year, we got to have our own tournament in Tough Coliseum. But, you know, like the pro team is just something that has metastasized from the, the grassroots of that street soccer slab. And it's just been a great experience. You know, we're playing at the highest level possible in the United States. We're making, you know, international connections. We just recently became an international academy partner with AS Roma. So there's just like futsal is such a close, tight-knit world. It was easy for us to kind of navigate our, our way as like an expert and a leader and get like the good Brazilian players playing and, you know, just showcase the sport in the best way that we could. And that's that's really just been a blessing. It's been an amazing experience. You talk about the Brazilian players on the team. Do they find you? Do you find them? You know, how does that work? That's I think Dante just knows everybody. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know. I love to play. I love to have fun. And that's really what I'm all about and, you know, promoting the sport. But um, I I get the word out there. I get the word out there and I, I, um, I really enjoy bringing different cultures and learning from people, you know, and I think that comes from being Peruvian American. And um, I remember in 2015 there was word that I was going to start a team and I was taking like uh, you know one team to Akron to play at the USYF uh, regionals and it was a group of 16 year olds playing Brazilian men and these guys got a hold of me these Brazilian guys got a hold of me like hey are you Dante? I'm like yeah what's up? He's like, you remember me? I was like, yeah, I remember you. It's Pablo, right? Pablo Freitas. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, how you doing? And so we were talking, had a great conversation. So I'm going to bring my team and play your team. I said, okay. So I invited like all my best players from like, you know, pick up. I'm scrounging up players. Like, hey, man, you got to help me. We're going to play these guys. We got to show them like we're good. You know? <laughs> and so we played them and it was 16-0 in the first half. For who? For them. <laughs> so <laughs> the Brazilians really taught us like, hey, there's more to this game than what you guys are even attempting. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's what I want to learn. You know, that's what I've been, you know, really trying to play. I had all the pieces. I just didn't know like how to do it as a team. It was all kind of individual skill in um, ball control and good shots. But like just putting it together, the, the maestro behind it all is kind of, he's one of my best friends and his name is Junior Zanilato and he just has such a brain for futsal. He's like a genius and he taught me everything I know. I owe the world to him just because I fell in love with the game because he's so passionate about it. So we brought in these scarves for you guys. I'm going to hand you these now real quick. And uh, one side says Columbus futsal and the back says, ooh. <laughs> and, and so uh, what does that yeah, mean? So the What's men's the pro ooh? team has, has an iconic, uh, sound so every time we make a block or make a great play everybody in the stands the whole team the bench everybody goes nice and loud and it just kind of keeps the team connected and uh in a way that you you know you made the block and you're gonna be there for your teammate and uh junior brought that to columbus futsal and you know everywhere we go people just give us a loud ooh, and you just know like they're a fan you know so nice is that columbus specific does the Um, ann arbor team make a different noise no ann arbor they're not are they lame because they're ann arbor yeah they're not very they're not very exciting they're just you know they're just i mean they're michigan come on yeah they're from michigan we don't we don't really want to talk about them 
It's so embarrassing. I think the Who has just been adapted, even with the the youth academy. The kids, you know, they come out, they come out to our games, and and they're in it, they're involved, they know what that means, you know, they feel it like run through their veins. So they know when they see what's happening on the court, they're like, yeah, I learned that in practice, or they're going to emulate it in a game. And there's just a certain finesse and fluidity and futsal that you you can't see replicated anywhere else. And there's a, a huge difference between someone that's you know futsal specific trained and somebody that's just kind of going out and, and butchering it, you know. <laughs> so um, these kids are learning that difference and they're eight nine ten years old you know all the way up through high school and they're learning that difference they're learning that culture and they're they're the future really here in Columbus I'm glad you brought up the youth academy because I was interested to learn that there are like a thousand people that you have involved in the organization between all the different levels of things that you do which is more than I expected given that I had never heard of this before talk about the interest that you've gotten and how you touched on this earlier but how being involved in futsal can help many people who might do soccer during other seasons to do that sport Mm -hmm. I think starting the local league the Columbus Futsal League drew a bunch of interest from like the local soccer clubs so they, I think when we first started it a few years ago, there wasn't really a lot going on in the winter for local soccer clubs. It was just like, okay, your fall season ended. We'll see you in the spring. And so the, the kids weren't touching a ball at all, you know, in the winter, unless you were like elite of the elite. But it left this huge gap and this huge drop off in development for just like your average players that are playing club soccer. So they started saying that the parents and the, and the coaches started seeing like, oh, well, we could just, you know, play in these games in the winter. And it's, it's not a huge commitment. It's not a high cost. And you get a ton out of it. And so just really incorporating and including like the local soccer clubs, like, hey, you can come play, you know, the clubs and the teams that you're playing in on the outdoor pitch, you can come play them with us in our sanctioned league, you know, during the winter. And so it really upped the competition. It really upped, you know, the level of intensity, like, oh, we're going to see you, you know, in the spring and we're going to be better than you, but we're going to play you in the winter too. And so it's just like that camaraderie. It's like, yeah, you know, they're all competitors, but everybody's trying to bring the level of player in Central Ohio up like together. So that was huge. And so I think there's like over 700 kids playing in the league. And that's combined between the Columbus Football Academy and the local soccer clubs that want to play too. And I've just been amazed to see the quality of the footwork and the dribbling and all of that that takes place in futsal. I mean, I assume it's just because you've got the smaller court and it's so fast paced, but that certainly must help, especially young people as they try and improve going from one season to the next. Yeah, I think they see something and they know if you don't do it right, you're going to be immediately punished like a bad pass. You're, I mean, your your team's taking a hit, you know, for that, and so they it's don't. Scored on, yeah. Yeah, they don't want to make those mistakes. There's no hiding on the futsal court. You know, they want to be there for their team. They want to be good. They want to be proficient. And so they go out and practice on their own a lot more too, which is huge. So um, what's the next step? I mean, there's, I think, probably at this point, only so much that you can do through one organization, through you know, through one league or academy. Is it the kind of thing that you try and get like gym teachers involved with at schools? How you know, just in the same way that we talk about how to get more young people involved in soccer years and years ago how do we get more people on a you know on a lower level to start getting introduced to even the idea of futsal mm-hmm. i don't know if that's anything you've given some thought to yeah i think in october it was we went in and did a futsal clinic for all 109 columbus city schools physical education teachers for their professional development day so that was huge just introducing them to the sport and we were like hey you already have you know everything that you need you have a gym space or you have the concrete space outside you know for school and, you know, we're like, we'll give you balls or whatever, you know, just get the kids playing, get them, you know, falling in love with the game. We've done things at Gahanna schools, Pickerington schools. My children go to Columbus Spanish Immersion, so they've been a huge supporter and getting futsal out there for their field days. And so that that was a big step. But I think a huge part 
of our culture and introducing futsal to the communities is just come play urban futsal with us or come play street soccer with us at Tuttle Park or in the summertime when school is out we go to different places around the city and do pick up and so there's uh, Linden, Milo Grogan, Sullivan Gardens and then obviously Tuttle Park and so we're looking to expand that as well but just getting out there in those community centers in the inner city and just telling kids like hey you know you have this pathway too if you love the sport or if you're really talented you know it's not just basketball it's not just American football and I remember being at Milo Grogan last summer and, and talking with the kids there and the the World Cup was going on they had no idea they had no idea what the World Cup was they had no idea who Neymar was so it's just introducing a new culture to them like hey you can do this too you know it's lots of fun it's really relatable to basketball because they can go out and like juke their friends and you know it's just it has part of that you know culture in it so it's it's just spreading that kind of word and and getting the kids playing those kids are awesome Mm -hmm. they own it like hey guys we're playing futsal today they they shut down the whole gym when i walk in through the door with the goals over my shoulders and the ball they're like i'll take it for you coach oh they want to play every game we can't get kids to leave we can't get them off the court they want they will stay all night they will stay all day they'll play every single game they won't sub off you know like they just they They love to keep playing i really think it is a sport for the younger generations like millennials and younger because it is so fast-paced it's tons of action it's instant gratification it's very challenging for them and there's so much creativity they can kind of make the game their own it's not like so super set and you have to do it this way you know like they they really get a lot of enjoyment through the game and I, I think definitely having the pro team in here in Columbus and having the kids come out to the game they see that like oh I can do this I can play like that there are opportunities for me like they can play in college outside the United States they can go play futsal in college you know elsewhere outside this country they see that the teams are coming in to Columbus from Chicago, you know, like from Grand Rapids, from Indianapolis, from New York, you know, and they, they see that, okay, this is bigger, you know, like sport is bigger than ourselves. Let's kind of embrace it. So the bad news, of course, is that your season is coming to a close, but there's still one more chance for local people to see you in a game if they'd like to. Can you tell us about when and where all that's going to be happening and how people can see that final game of the season? Our final game of the season is Saturday, April 6th. It's at Upper Arlington High School in the Varsity Gym at 2 p.m. and we'll be taking on Futsal Indy out of Indianapolis so um, they're currently top of the table and we're somewhere in the middle but uh, it should be a very very great game last game of the season tickets are are pretty inexpensive they range from seven to ten dollars and you definitely won't be disappointed (laughs) awesome well thank you both for joining us today it's been really great can you give us a big ooh to send us out yeah thanks for having us again thank you Ooh. (laughs) perfect and thank you all for listening to life in the 6-1 Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or Google Play Music. We hope to have you back next week. Until then, keep enjoying your own life in the 614.